Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. This month or so is pursuit. Now we got that up there, pursuit. And there's two things that I think of when I see the word or hear the word pursuit. It's not a word that I use all that often, uh, but there's two things. The first thing is it was a, uh, a game back when I was probably about five years old called Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. It's probably the first Need for Speed game. If you don't know what Need for Speed is, basically you're in a souped up car avoiding police. It's the original GTA without the shooting and all the other necessities that go with it. That was probably where I first got my love for cars, right? Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. I was five years old playing on the computer. On these little, the, the monitors used to be big and bulky and, and it was crazy. But now uh, it's a different world. Uh, the second thing that reminds me of Pursuit is a song called The Pursuit of Happiness by a rapper called Kid Cudi. Now, before we get into this song, I need you to understand something, okay? As the global executive youth director of City Point West, I need you to understand that I need to keep up to date with what's going on in the culture, okay? I need to research certain aspects of youth life so I I know what I need to be, how to connect with them. What I mean by that is, this is not a very nice song, okay? (laughs) And you should never really, I don't encourage anybody to ever listen to it ever, okay? Never, please don't. But we're gonna do that right now. this song by Kid Cudi is, as, as it says, he's pursuing happiness. He is, he's writing this song about in his life, he's trying different things. He, he, he knows that there's a gap missing in his life and he's trying to find different ways to achieve uh, acceptance and happiness. Alex, can you play that bit? We're just gonna listen to a bit of the chorus. Banger, absolute banger of a song. I'm on the pursuit of happiness and I know everything that shine ain't always gonna be gold. Hey, I'll be fine once again. Thanks, mate. That's about there before I start breaking out like a DJ. <laughs> so here he is. This is the chorus of his song. This is, wraps up everything that he's trying to do right here in these four lines. He goes, I'm on the pursuit for happiness, and I know that everything that shines isn't going to be golden. So a little bit of wisdom there from Kid Cudi. He realizes things that are, may always sometimes appear good aren't always a positive thing, which is very encouraging to hear. His next line, he says, um, um, I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. What he's saying here is when he finds happiness, he'll be fine. When he finds his happiness he's looking for, he will have achieved something. The problem is, when you go through the rest of the song, he talks about the things that he's trying to do to try and find happiness. The things he's looking for. He goes through uh, getting drunk, buying nice cars, drink driving, he talks about buying big houses. And then, of course, he goes into things like drugs and sleeping around. The thing is here with, with Kid Cudi, he, he goes through this. And the whole song, he talks about how he's always been doing this, but yet he's still seeking happiness. He talks about how he's tried everything. He's tried all these things the world's had to offer. 
And again, he's still in the same place of feeling empty and, and lacking that, that acceptance in his life. I think as Christians, we're really lucky that we have an answer. I think it's probably the most incredible thing in our lives. Um, because we know that happiness comes from, I think about two things that we can wrap up happiness into. That is acceptance and purpose. Acceptance and purpose. They're the two things that, again, Cuddy here is trying to find. He's trying to find acceptance in who he is, what he does, the things he wants to be, and purpose. We all look for purpose. We want to have a sense of achievement. Later he talks about it, he continues on and goes, uh, what are dreams? Tell me what dreams are. He goes, because he's had dreams and now he's lost it through this brokenness that he's experienced in his life. And now all of his dreams are turned into nightmares and terrors. He's lost his, his vision, his sight, and all, be, all of a sudden, all he can see is the darkness around his life. Wow. You know, the reason why this happens is because we understand that we're made a certain way. Yeah. That we are designed and made in the image of God. We are handcrafted by our Heavenly Father. And what happens then is God has created us to want more of Him, is to be in relationship with God. And when we try and fill that gap with sex, alcohol, drugs, even small things, sugar, <laughs> overeating, uh, stalkishness when you have no friends, like these things are all wrapped up in the fact of we're trying to fill a hole inside of us when God is the actual filler of that hole. And the, and, the, and the problem is that unless you know that, unless you know that's how you're designed, how can you ever find it? You know, in, in racing, when, uh, we, have a, we have a thing called a chassis jig. Okay? So the chassis is the part of the car that everything bolts to. You bolt your wheels, your engine, your seats, steering wheel, everything bolts to the chassis in your road car and a race car. It's a little bit different, of course, but they're made a bit differently and they look a bit differently, but the, the, the concept is the same. You have a chassis, and what happens is if you have a big crash in a car, in a race car specifically, uh, you bend the chassis. What you do, you get it out, and you put it on this jig, okay? So the jig is laid out in a massive kind of like area like this, and it has all the marks of where the chassis should be. So it tells you where everything should sit, which way it should be facing, everything like that. And what happens when you crash, and if you bend something, it sits out of, out of shape on the jig. And that allows you to go and fix it. Because if you don't, the car behaves wrong, it doesn't drive properly. It doesn't work the way that it was intended to by the engineer. We're the exact same. If we're not living our lives the way that God had intended us to, the way that He has built us to, how He has created us to, we're not going to operate correctly. It's like trying to charge your iPhone with a stupid Samsung charger. It's just never going to work. It's never going to work. But again, we know this because we know how we were created. Yes. We know that we're created for Him. Yes. And there's people out there who don't. Wow. Uh, I've got a little video to kind of represent this. Um, if you've seen it before, don't spoil it because it's a cool little video. Alex, you got that one for us, please, bud? This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? The answer is 13. Hands up if you got it. Very good. But 
Did you see the moonwalking bear? Hands up if you got it. Yep. It's easy to miss something you're not looking for. That was a, that was a lookout for cyclists ad. <laughs> I remember watching that probably about, I don't know, how, nearly 10 years ago when I got my learners. But the point is the same. Wow. How can non-Christians in a non-Christian world find a God that they don't know exists or they don't know that they need? Wow. This is where we come into it. We understand that ourselves, our neighbours, our work colleagues... Everybody in this earth has been given a plan and a purpose from God. Every single one of us. Whether we know it or not, there is a plan. And we're called to live in that plan. Now, as we've seen, not everybody does. Uh, but we're called to a plan. We're called to lead people around us. We're called to disciple those around us. There's a plan. There's a very important plan. I want to talk about the first time I really made a massive plan. And that was when I was 17, 17 years old. I just got my driver's license. And I was going to take this girl out on our first date. No, it's not Jess, so nobody looking. Well, I told this one at youth and everyone thought I was making fun of Jess. It was a girl by the name of Sarah, okay? We're calling her Sarah. Uh, and uh, this was when I was in Gympie, and she was... I mean, she wasn't as good as Jess because, again, it was gimpy. So, you know, but, <laughs> but she was the best of a bad bunch, okay? So, um, <laughs> I went to a small school. It was slim. Anyway, my plan was this, right? Just got my license, just got a car. First date with this girl. I've got it all sorted, right? She was, I think she was part Italian. I don't know. But she loved, loved, loved gourmet pizza. Favorite food. Gourmet pizza. Bit weird, whatever. I can do that. I love pizza. Uh, so plan was, there's a place in Gimpy called Fat Tony's Pizzeria. Proper pizza, really good. The one good thing Gimpy had. And so I was going to take her there, have dinner, um, then go. From there, we're going to go to get some gelato. Was her favorite dessert. Love that. I think she was, uh, what are you, Josh? Lactose intolerant, so she couldn't have ice cream. Next best thing, gelato. There's a gelato place probably 200 meters up the road in Mary Street from Fat Tony's. So great, walk up there, get some gelato. Maybe we'll share a cone and, you know, share a cone. And, hey, yeah, I gotta, I gotta preference this. This was before I was walking with the Lord, okay? So, anyway, we're gonna have a gelato cone and we're gonna walk around the streets of Gympie, see the lovely sights, the, the Ibis pit and the dam. I don't know, it's not much there. And then I was gonna get back in our car, I was gonna drive her up to the top of, there's a hill in Gympie where there's a massive church and it overlooks all of Gympie, all 14 acres of it. And there's a couple of lights and it was, again, it's Gympie, it's not the nicest thing. But we're gonna go do that. And then I was gonna, I was gonna put my arm up on the, on the on a headrest and give one of these ones. And then lean over and give her a kiss, right? And then I was gonna drop her home and go back to my house and that was it. That was our plan, right? That was my plan. Not a bad plan, yeah? First date for a 17-year-old. I thought it was all right. So anyway, hop in my car. I go to pick up Sarah. 
go to Sarah. And again, I was going to be a gentleman. I was going to go to her front door and say, uh, meet her dad, meet her mum, say, hello, I'm Braden, I'm taking your daughter out. I wasn't just going to text her, sit from the car, say, come in, I'm ready. Uh, I was going to go to the front door. So I did that, walked up to the door, knocked on the door, did one of these ones too, the sweet little tap, you know, not a, sorry, not a big banging door, just say, hey, I'm here. Anyway, knocked on the door, and I heard someone coming towards the door. I'm like, here we go. Do one of these ones, make sure it didn't smell, it was too late for that anyway. Put deodorant on before. Looking all, sh- looking all sharp, ready to go. And got a big smile on my face, and opens the door, and here comes this girl that's not Sarah. It's like, oh, uh, hey, Zoe. Zoe was Sarah's best friend who had attachment issues to Sarah, I think. She was crazy. So I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And she goes, uh, well, I'm hanging out with Sarah tonight, last night, um, so I'm just going to go home. Hey, can you give me a lift home? I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, I suppose we can do that, that's all right, no worries. So she hops in the car straight away in the back seat, and then I wait, and then Sarah comes out, and then I'm like, oh, wow, you look amazing, hey, uh, you ready to go? She's like, yeah, let's go. So I go to the car, I open the passenger side door, like a gentleman, and I stand there, and Sarah's about to get in, and Zoe calls out from the back, no, no, Sarah, come sit in the back seat with me. And she looked at me, I'm like, and she's like, oh, can I open the back? I'm like, so she hopped in the back seat, uh, and then, like, okay, that's right, that's cool, they can do this. And then we're driving, get like a minute down the road, and Zoe goes, hey, can you pick up my boyfriend Michael from his house? Like, I, we, got, we got stuff, we got to... So we picked up Michael from his house, and he hopped in the back, and all of a sudden I feel like an Uber driver with three people in the back seat. And it's starting to get late, we had an appointment, so I had to be there. Uh, reservation was coming close. Gibby's not a big town, so you can get anywhere for five minutes, it wasn't that bad. But then we start driving, and I can hear Zoe, because the whole room could hear Zoe. Uh, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm really hungry. Hey, let's go get some food. She's like, do you want some pizza? I can get some pizza. Let's go to Domino's. I'm like, but, and, and she goes, Michael, Michael, do you want Domino's? And Do- Michael, we used to call him Brick. Michael's like, mm, thanks Michael. And, and then she goes, hey, Sarah, do you want some pizza? Sarah's like, oh yeah, that sounds great. What about you, Braden? I'm like, yeah, but I got, we got a reservation. We, we're gonna be, so we went to Domino's Pizza. And we sat there for like way too long, like an hour, way too long, eating this dang Domino's pizza. I was like, okay, that's all right. We can still, we can, the plan in my head, I can, I can still make this work. I can still, we can still get gelato. We can still go to the hill, have a little bit of special time and then uh, get home and be all good. So then we're about to leave Domino's. I'm like, all right, get in the car. Again, they all hop in the back seat, like my Uber driver. I'm like, man, I should have been charging for this trip. And like, hey, Zoe again. Hey, who wants ice cream? Michael, yeah. And then she goes, Sarah. Sarah, do you want some ice cream? She's like, oh, yeah, okay, is that right, Braden? I'm like, no, we, we're supposed to go. There's a place I was. So we went to McDonald's for ice cream. And wait, we, 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 we went from having gourmet, actual Italian pizza to having grease balls from Domino's. Went from creamy gelato to pig fat sundaes. My whole plan was just going out the window really quick. 
But it's all right. I still had the final, final straw. The mountaintop. This is my plan. This was, this was the, the grand finale of, of surprises. And we're driving. We get our pig fats from Macca's. We go up the hill. And Zoe goes, oh, it's a bit late. Can I go home? <laughs> I'll happily drop you home two hours ago. <laughs> so yes, Zoe, I will drop you home. So we're going, get to Zoe's house. This is perfect. This would be great. This way, I can have my alone time. We can just be us, and it'll be magnificent. My plan can still come through. So we go, drop off Zoe. Zoe gets there. We get to her house. She's like, oh, thanks, Brayden. And Michael's already gone. I don't know where he's gone. He went out there straight away. And he goes, hey, Sarah, do you want to stay the night at my place? I'm like what is happening right now? My entire plan is, and Sarah, again, being like, oh, Brayden, is that, a, is that okay? I'm like, but... So Sarah stayed at Zoe's place, and my entire plan went out the window. Whole thing, drove home, mad, upset, a little bit depressed, a little bit heartbroken as a 17-year-old, cried in the shower for three hours, but that's okay, I got over it really quickly. Uh, and then, the next morning, I text, uh, text, what I call her, Sarah. <laughs> I called Sarah. <laughs> and I said, I'm like, she's like, oh, thank you for last night. It was great. I'm like, hey, so glad you had fun. This was the actual plan. And it sent the whole list of what we're going to do. And <laughs> literally, I, I press send. Probably put my phone down for half a second. It starts ringing. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't you tell me that's what we're going to do? Oh, I'm so sorry. That would have been so great. Oh, no. She's complaining. I'm like, but... This was, the, this was the plan I was going to... It's not my fault. I tried to, but this is... You, you stuffed this up. Uh, and she broke up with me. There and then. First date, for some reason, that was my fault. So probably a good thing that uh, didn't end up with Sarah. Now, in this story, there's four people, all right, we're going to look at. Now, we have Michael, Zoe, and Sarah, okay? The fourth person being me. And yes, in this example, I am God. I'm the one with the plan. But we'll look at the three people first. We'll look at Zoe, the first person. What was a Zoe? Who was a Zoe? What does Zoe do? First thing she did, she had her own plan in life. She had her own plan of how the night should have been going, and she wanted to outlive that. In that as well, she didn't just do it herself. She dragged other people with her in her plan. She pulled them away from God's plan to her own plan. If you look at what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 15, 17, he said this, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Now, I can imagine what you're thinking. I might be reading into this story a little bit too much. But the concept is the same. There was a good plan, perfect plan, that someone came in with their own plan and altered the whole way it went. And not only changed it for themselves, but impacted the people around them. The second person we look at is Sarah. And the way I see Sarah in this is, Sarah is a young person in their faith that has just come into a relationship with Christ. And what can be dangerous in that is, the second point there, they're not understanding or 
able to identify what false teaching looks like. It can be very, very dangerous. We got that verse there in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. It says, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Be careful who you let influence you. Be careful who you let people talk into your life, make decisions for you. Be strong in that. Third one we're going to look at is Michael. There's not much to look at with Michael. Michael, indifferent, had no real convictions of his own. And this is really important as well. I know Michael didn't have a big part of play in this, but he's just as crucial in the story as, as Sarah and Zoe. In Revelation 3, 15, 16, says this, I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I think sometimes in life we just feel like, well, if we don't make a decision, it's the easiest thing to do. Can't be wrong. I can't be wrong. God says, I want you to be one or the other. You know, hot water and, and cold water have a purpose. You remember Home Ec? Everyone did Home Ec at school? He did cooking. Mrs. Witz always told me, whenever you serve a meal, it's either hot or it's either cold. Anywhere else in between, that's where food goes off and you get bacteria starting to grow. We need to be on or off. You need to be hot or cold. The lukewarm is, is as God's saying there, is so, so scary. See, God has a plan for every single one of us. He has a perfect plan. Might be a little bit better than gourmet pizza and, and gelato, but God honestly has a plan for us. And you know, this Sunday right here, this is our commissioning Sunday. And this is a really cool service. Um, usually we do this at the start of the year, but obviously through COVID, we've had to change the way that that looks. But the commission is, is so important in, the, in our faith, in our Christianity. Uh, if we go through the Bible and the, uh, the New Testament, this is the last thing Jesus says to man before he ascends to heaven. He says, go into the world and make disciples of all nations. Go out there and share the gospel to everybody, to everyone. And I don't want you to think that. I spoke about this a little bit uh, last Sunday. But don't think that means you have to be going to third world countries to try and preach. For some of us, that is exactly what we're called to do. For most of us, we're not. Most of us, we're called to be in our worlds. You know, praise God for pastors. Praise God for the local church where we can come together and build each other up in faith. It is so, so important. But ministry is so much bigger than that. Ministry isn't just a Sunday. It is a Monday to Friday and the weekend job. You know, I feel right now that God has called me to be where I am right now. Now, can I just say, if you're waiting for a calling from God, it doesn't always come first. God has planned it for you. You don't always feel it first. I know as... Being a youth pastor right now, I know there's a lot of times earlier on where I did not feel like I was supposed to be a youth pastor. But I know right now that God has called me to be here right now to serve this community. God puts the desires of your heart. He instills that into you. Do you know the reason why I feel like God has called me into motorsport, which I love so much and spend a lot of time doing, is because that area needs to be influenced for God. 
I tell you what, there's not a lot of Christians that, go, that do racing. I think if you think about your workplace right now, how many people that you work with are Christian? You're called to that workplace. You're called to that friendship group. You're called to that school. You're called to that university. You've been commissioned by God to go into the areas and share His goodness. No matter where we're at, God has called us into that area. Thank you, Jesus. We have a moment where we're going to, our leader's going to come up and we're going to do an anointing with oil. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.